Hey everybody, I'm Chad Harms and this is Testimony, a podcast telling the stories of how and why people became Christians. On today's bonus episode, you'll hear from Jacob Espinoza on the role his faith plays in how he does leadership development, how Christians can better use social media, and about how he's tried to help others get sober even while the pandemic caused him to struggle with his own sobriety. Before you listen to this episode, it is important for me to let you know that you should definitely take time to listen to our last episode. It tells the full story of how and why Jacob became a Christian. These bonus episodes contain content that I hope you'll find interesting on its own, but are really made better when listened to in conjunction with the full-length episodes. The schedule is like this. On the first Tuesday of every month, I'll release an episode telling the story of how and why people became Christians. And two weeks later, I'll post a bonus episode with more content from the conversation that I had with that same person. I also want to take a second to thank you all for listening to the show and sharing it with others. My goal was to get to 500 downloads by the end of this month, and we're going to make it, even though I got this episode out a little late. As I said last month, I think these stories are incredibly important for people to hear. I'm making this show with the hope that it will compel some to give their lives to Jesus and many to share their story with others. And with that in mind, I am unashamedly wanting for as many people to hear it as possible. If you want to help this show have more of an impact, please subscribe, share it, and leave a rating and review wherever you get your podcasts. At the end of this episode, you'll hear a testimony that was shared with me. I'm excited to share it with you, and I'd also love for you to share your story with me. You can do that by going to testimonypodcast.com and filling out the form. I'll share some of those stories on future episodes. Speaking of future episodes, we have some great ones coming up that I'm really excited to share with you. Next month's episode is with fashion influencer Hannah Peets. Here's a clip. or I don't remember a time where I prayed the prayer to accept Jesus into my heart. And then I just felt so different. I just woke up feeling like a Christian because I don't have that. I still know that I love Jesus and he loves me and that he is here. Make sure you subscribe so that you'll get notified when that episode drops. Now, here's my conversation with Jacob Espinoza. You've come a long ways in things that you were dreaming about since we recorded that podcast that I recently released. And I have a couple of things that I'm really curious about uh, from, from that conversation, you know, however many years ago. And so uh, first one is, how does your faith impact the way you do leadership development? I think the, I mean, if you think of servant leadership, Jesus is like the ultimate example where he literally gave his life for his people. Um, even when they wronged him, he was asking for, for asking to forgive them, right? Like they, they know not what they do. So I think if you think of servant leadership, somebody lived by their values. I mean, Jesus is just the, the ultimate example. So I think it's good to, to ha- kind of have that perspective um, in the actions that I'm taking. Um, and the, the other piece, it's just the, the time that we live in Christianity definitely has, uh, is, is I think Christians, there's this like cultural aspect of what it means to be a Christian. And sometimes that 
means that we are aligning ourselves to like political ideologies. But um, I think as leaders, people walking the Christian faith, we really need to be brave enough to to go against the masses, right? We need to be brave enough to kind of stand out for what's right if we're following Christ, as opposed to um, you know trying to find a way to make religion fit our own world perspective. Uh, so I think as a as a leader, Christianity does help me with just being brave and just I have to remind myself that like it's not about what happens on earth that that's important. Um, the things that might seem super urgent and, you know, just like fire drills. Um, it, it helps me having the perspective that like there's a much bigger picture at play. And this like little thing that happened is actually not that big of a deal. Even And I think what I have to balance it is reminding myself like to this person, this is a really big deal. So I don't want to be dismissive. I want to acknowledge that this is challenging. But I think having a kind of an even tone where... Um, somebody can kind of vent to me and I can, you know, not get excited with them, but just step back and listen and be compassionate, which is another, you know, trait that, that Jesus really does show case in his life. Uh, I, I think in those ways, I definitely, uh, I think those are the ways that I, I see it coming to life, or I try to, to let it come to life, at least. I think you do an incredible job on social media of demonstrating servant leadership. Is that just, is that intentional or is that just kind of in your nature? I, I try to like to speak what I learned. I mean, there's two components of servant leadership. One is good for business. You know what I mean? I, I really feel that if you have this perspective as a leader where you just treat every conversation, you just have the lens with every conversation of how am I going to help this person be better? It's going to help your business as opposed to like making somebody feel bad because they made a mistake or making somebody feel uncertain about how, which direction to, about a decision that they made. Um, so I think that it's good for business. I've seen that in my own life, you know, growing teams and, and building teams. Um, but I also see it with the, the leaders that I'm working with. Um, but I also feel like it's best for people as well. And right now we're in a, in a place where we really need leaders who are empathetic and compassionate because that's what the world needs is empathy and, and compassion. So the more leaders we have that having that focus, the better this place is going to be. And so I definitely try to be intentional sharing this message with the world, you know, and I'm getting better at crafting the message, especially in videos like TikTok, Instagram Reels, just a new world for me. I've done pretty well on Twitter and growing uh, an audience there, but I, I'm trying to get better on TikTok and Instagram Reels of like speaking that language and creating a message that that's, that connects with an audience there because I really feel like if we're doing, we have more people doing these things, the world is going to be a, be a better place. And those spaces are, are so driven by... I guess the opposite of servant and the opposite of leadership. Sometimes I, I, people become leaders, but it's really driven by uh, self and like, look at me. And yeah, no, absolutely. I think I think that that's an insecurity that you have to kind of work past. Is this idea that people are going to think that this guy's making it all about himself? And some people are going to think that, but I think anybody can think that when somebody's on stage. Um, I think if the message, like the, if you're coming from a place of wanting to help and serve others, people see that right away, as opposed to like being this like fake guru type of person who's like trying to like trick people into thinking that he's the smartest. But, you know, people that are really like understand whatever industry they're talking about can kind of see that this person is full of it and doesn't really know what they're talking about. They just like read this book and is trying to like repurpose that, that content from that author. So I think people pick up on that pretty quickly. 
What tips do you have for people who are trying to use social media in a in a more positive and I would say godly way? Find people in your community, right? And like just comment on their posts, like their posts, like just start the conversations in that sort of a, a format because there is this connection that is created when you see somebody that's engaging with with what you're doing. Because if somebody's taking the time to like put a post together, like they're hoping to get engagement, right? They want to create community. They want people to to comment on it and start conversations. So those are people you can reach out to that can be some pretty, pretty easy wins. Uh, I mean, it's surprising for a lot of people, but the secret of social media is getting social, right? Like that's, that's the whole point is like interact with, with other people. I think, I think you have to be intentional of finding people that don't agree with you and like genuine, genuinely listen to what they are saying. I like try to understand why does this person have this perspective that's so much different than mine? So I think coming into every conversation with that sort of humility, as opposed to like, oh, this idiot's posting this again. Like this whole group is idiots. They don't get it. Like I get it. I think if we have that lens, like that's not representative of the the, the faith that we have, but also it's just not a productive way to connect with people. It's like just having humility. Um, the second thing is never argue in the comments. Like nobody has ever won an argument in the comments like everybody just loses people don't remember what we they learned from us they remember how we made them feel and i think that's really what you have to focus on is like find ways to make people feel valued when you're in, interacting with people uh, find ways to recognize commonalities that you have with somebody I and mean, if you make that your intention you're going to go a long ways in in opening up and having a you know a very a real conversation it's going to become increasingly challenge, more challenging to get people out of their homes and connecting with each other. Um, for, for a lot of people, going to work, going to church are like their community, right? And so people, especially working from home, um, now you don't have that going into the community, right? You're at home on your computer doing whatever your job is. Uber Eats brings you food. You watch Netflix for entertainment. Then you go home. Then you go to bed. They do it again the next day, right? No sort of, of community interaction other than maybe like liking a post on Facebook or arguing with somebody, you know, in the comments about something. Um, same thing with, with church, right? Where people are sometimes like, all right, I can watch church from home now. So I don't really like need to go because I've done my Christian thing for the week of, of, of watching the sermon. And you don't have that same accountability of like, eh, I didn't watch it this week, but nobody really knows because I'm just been doing it at home anyways. So I feel like that's another component. But like I think for anybody that is into creating community and understands the value of it, we really have to be intentional on how are we inviting people and how are we making sure people know that they're included. We talked about sobriety and you know that plays a huge role in, in your testimony. You, you know, you were a pretty new Christian back then and, and you were already saying, I, I think I have a unique opportunity to to make a bigger deal out of sobriety and help people in that way and so i'm just curious if you've if you've actually found ways to help people celebrate sobriety if you've helped uh you know found ways to help people get sober all that stuff yes so an example of something that we did was we uh, i posted on like sober october i was like hey if anybody's getting sober this month um, i'm having i'm creating a group chat and there was like 25 people that just like, I want in. And we had this Facebook message that was going and, you know, a lot of people just talking about their struggles. A lot of people shared their own stories of like, man, I've been, I struggled with addiction for so long. I've been sober for this, this many days now or this many years now. And so there's this community of people that had kind of gone through similar struggles. 
2020-2021 was not a sober time for me at all. I really fell into the trap of like, I'm home anyway, you might as well just pour another one and created some really just toxic habits and things I'm, I'm kind of embarrassed of. I mean, looking back, um, I think the I was kind of oblivious to like the challenges I was going through and people would ask me like, hey, like how's your years going? And I was like, man, it's actually been a pretty good year for me. And then looking back at it, like it wasn't, it was, it was not good at all. So um, I think kind of slipping back into old habits, even though I wasn't out at the bar, I was at home. It still was just extremely, uh, just, just a challenging time um, for myself. And so kind of getting back into sobriety, the end of 2021 and just being thankful. I had this kind of moment of clarity of like, man, I got to get back on the, uh, on the right track. Um, what was a blessing and i mean honestly listening to this podcast that we recorded i don't know how many years ago i kind of have the i had this like realization of man i was in like such a like servant of jesus mode you know at that point of my life and i've kind of been focused more on things like career and you know building an audience and trying to build a, a business around a around a brand within you know business and leadership coaching and it's just tough man we have so much time in the day to like do these things that we want to do and i'm not sure if you feel it but like for me like all right get in close to 40 like that's right around the corner and like i'm not like i'm not going to be like on my 40th birthday birthday like upset about being 40 but i'm i'm also like man i need to kind of like maybe i need to turn up the dial a little bit and you know bring some of these ideas to life quicker than i, I had been in the past um especially now there's like opportunity i have access to some resources i have access to an incredible network and so there's all these things that kind of like carry me in this direction of like worldly uh, acceptance and success, which is, isn't, I mean, I talked about it earlier on this podcast. I mean, it's not necessarily the, uh, what life should be about, but it's, and I find myself slipping into that, that trap. And so it was awesome to go back and hear it and reflecting and like seeing the contrast between like that, where I was at my, that point in my life versus where I am now. Before I let you go, I want to read you a testimony that was shared with me. This story comes from Jerry Duggan. I hope I'm saying that right. And I'm going to read it to you in his words. I was an atheistic agnostic, married, one son and a daughter on the way and about to go to war. On March 19, 2003, I was putting on my chemical suit. We were going to attack that night and cross a minefield into Iraq. Something told me I wasn't coming home. So I wrote my farewell letter and then prayed just to cover all my bases. I prayed, God, if you're real, you'll replace me with someone who will love my wife better than me and raise my children as if they were his own. Well, it turns out I didn't die over there. My wife made a deal of her own with God, and a little over a year later, I received Christ as my Savior. It would be a few more years when I'd read Romans 12:2, and the memory of that prayer I made came back to me, and I understood God's plan was for me to be my own replacement. Jerry, I appreciate you sharing that story with me. It's powerful and inspiring, and maybe we'll have you come on and do a full episode someday. Again, if you want to share your story with us, go to testimonypodcast.com and fill out the form there. I'd love to share some of those stories here. Thanks for listening. Down in the valley to pray. Down in the valley to pray. Down in the valley to pray.